0: This podcast proudly brought to you by Boss Shot Shells. Old school is back in season. Experience superior shells when you go with Boss Shot Shells. Their premium non-toxic bismuth shells knock birds down so hard that the old guys might just think they're shooting lead again. Make sure you check out Boss Shot Shells for your next purchase of shotgun shells. awesome there we go i'm gonna go ahead and drop it in the group real quick and we'll get rolling on what's up folks thanks for joining us on another podcast getting the behind the scenes doing some plugs here and then we'll be rolling
1: Rolling put it on my community tab real quick
0: you're putting it on facebook you said uh, yeah, I can get that if I can find it. Unless you just can, got it, you I, want to drop it in there too? No, I can do both. I don't care. Okay. Yeah, sure. Go for it. But talking about Elliot's favorite topic tonight.
1: I do love teal. I was just thinking <laughs> about how delicious they they are today. They're so mm. delicious.
0: Yeah. The first way I ever, I ever ate teal was on a bed of rice.
1: Mm. How'd you cook the meat?
0: I just uh on a uh, iron skillet.
1: I did did you did you uh, oh I I didn't realize you updated the uh, picture on Duck Gun Podcast. That looks, yeah. That's a cool picture. Yeah, that's a great picture. Yeah. Too
0: bad uh I didn't take it myself. <laughs> yeah, I saw that that we kind of had a voting little rolling contest we got yeah. each month. Yeah, Next that was cool. The uh, early till and early goose submissions.
1: That is a those, great uh,
0: picture. Yeah, that is awesome. You you got those in there? You ready to roll? I'm trying. My computer is
1: not exactly going quickly. All right, that's Facebook one done. I got probably because I have about 13,000 tabs open.
0: Mm. It's a little rough. Yeah. So have we What's started? Up, we, we haven't. Guys? We
1: haven't started recording, have we?
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, but I just I just edited it off. But we'll we'll get going into the main thing once you're ready. But I'll go ahead and say hello to some of these guys. What's up, Fall Assassin? What's up, RB and Whackem and Stackem? Outdoors, Hook Z. What's up, man? And Logan. Thanks for joining us. We're gonna be talking about early season teal here in a second. We'll be rolling live with the podcast, we're doing a little bit of plugging, letting um, the audience know that we're live a little bit later than normal, Um, (laughs) as, um, well, we have a lot of guests cancel on us, Um, just part of the game with podcasts, so, got a little bit later start than we wanted to, but we're here now, rolling, hey, what's up dad? (laughs) Dad dropped in the, the chat right there. So, got another live viewer. I think my dad's about to drop in as well. Hmm. Awesome. You know, I need a sweet name, uh, nickname for my dad too. You got fumble Mints, and I'm trying to think of one.
1: <laughs> now, speaking of fumble mitts, he cannot find the
0: link <laughs> to the live stream. <laughs> hmm. My no. favorite duck to shoot is probably um, a pintail. just nothing makes me happier. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you, you're, it's such a buildup for you, man. It's going gonna, it's gonna to just crush you because you're going to shoot a pintail and then you're be like, hmm, that wasn't quite as good as what I had. No. Actually, that's or not true. It, it is awesome to have a Drake in your hand. It'll so. be
0: the other. I'll be like. <laughs> I don't know, like slow motion music, me running out there. And, <laughs> <laughs> and I have like a drone going 360 around me as I'm standing in the marsh, arms raised. <laughs> and I fall to my knees. <laughs> That's how I envision it, but <laughs> it's like the I, long struggle's over. I hope it happens. Everest.
1: I hope it happens in November with the Flyway Collective group thing.
0: Yeah, I hope so too.
1: Well, my wife says, don't tell me there is no Freddy. I know I am so bummed. We were supposed to have Freddy King on tonight. And my wife was even brainstorming some pretty awesome questions. <laughs> <laughs> Inside joke there. And uh, uh, anyway, we had to postpone him till the, till September 4th. So I've been looking forward to it all day because that guy is cool. He's a stud. So a little bummed awesome. about that. A little bummed about it. Yes, wifey. No,
0: Freddy. <laughs> all right. <laughs>
1: She said she wanted her question asked. Go well, ahead. and we, just,
0: we can just ask the, the listeners in chat right now. <laughs> I think I could probably ask the question in this what format, don't you think? Yeah, go ahead.
1: Okay, so Freddie King, I'm sure most of you guys know who Freddie King is. Um, he is a dog trainer and almost a household name, I would say, in the waterfowl um, industry, and even just among common waterfowlers. Would you agree with that statement, Jordan? Yeah. Yep. And so, um, Jordan and I are both, um, using his training website, um, the retrievertrainer.com and Freddie is really accessible as far as the Facebook group and everything. Just a great guy. And he'll just, you know, help you out and give you advice. Anyway, on his website, he's got a feature where he takes these, puppies and he shows them from seven weeks on. And each week he's putting out videos of here's what I'm working on this week. Here's what I'm working on that week. And the dog, the one that I find the best to follow and it's grown up now, but is a dog named Teet. And so my wife is just bugging me and you, know it's really funny cause she normally doesn't have this kind of humor. So I, I'm actually a little bit surprised and proud of her cause it's funny. She keeps urging me to ask him why he didn't name his dog nipple instead of Teet. <laughs> and so jokingly, Jordan and I put up a spreadsheet uh before we have guests on of kinda like an outline of what we're gonna say and everything. And so before he looked at it, I put that question in there to ask him as to why he didn't name his dog Nipple instead of Teat. That's the big joke.
0: <laughs> yeah. Elliot always has to put something in there that we can't actually use for the podcast. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: It is a running <laughs> theme. It's a running yeah. theme that I will put some notes in there that there's no yeah. way we're okay. gonna publicly say. Yeah.
0: I guess we both do it every every once in a while, so <laughs> poking yeah. fun at something or each other. So, so you think have uh, we have, is this is this part actually going to be on the podcast? Because I got you know on. what, maybe it should be, but I we should probably should we should probably roll the intro. And get right. it. We'll just have it a little bit different than normal. So, right now is perfect time to roll the intro. So, what's going on, folks? I am Jordan from Duck Gun Chronicles. Got my co-host Elliot gray kind of kind of ish beard <laughs> 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 another rolling joke that most people probably don't think as funny as we do but <laughs> <laughs> Elliot from Freelance Suck Hunting alongside me and our topic for tonight is going to be till season preparation so um, yeah something we're both pumped about doing and the first hunt this year I'll actually be out there in Kansas with Elliot getting skunked so can't wait for that. I don't
1: think so. I don't know if I've told you, but um, there is areas out there that are packed full of great flooded vegetation. So had I told you that?
0: No, withholding information as yeah. usual.
1: <laughs> well, the la- because we've had so much rain. I know the last time I said that there was no um, duck food out there, which, uh, you know, moist soil, vegetation. And there is several pools. In fact, the one I hunted with uh, Ben Page last year, that very one. And... In the one I don't go. Into, I'm going into too many details, but anyway, there are <laughs> three separate marshes out there I know of that are just jam packed with millet and duck food. Awesome. So we're gonna be. I think so we'll be we're fine. saved. Well, I know that they're all. I know now. How many people will be trying to get into those spots? Is I don't know because the state is barren of duck food on public land right now because this water that came in here in May still has not drained out. Uh, my local reservoir is now like a foot and a half from They're They're dropping water out, but it's still a foot and a half above flood stage. So if it goes down another two feet, it'll finally not be flooded since May. So there's no duck food hardly anywhere in the state of Kansas um, as far as your public hunting goes. Um, it's, but not ever. I mean, there are some, but uh, it's so I didn't know how we do because normally the tealer, they're just there like crazy. So. Uh, but I know for a fact there's areas of really excellent, excellent food. So I feel, ba- I do feel better about it for sure.
0: Awesome. Should be good. So kind of, kind of puts us in a weird spot because we actually recorded our intro and we're on episode what is 106. And I'm, correct me if I'm wrong, Elliot, but this is the first time we've ever had this happen where the intro of a podcast or a podcast portion of it didn't get recorded. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I know. We get on there, and you're like, okay, let's go. And you never – not only did you not hit record, because the way we do it, guys,
0: is – No, no. I recorded. I recorded just me. Oh, <laughs> I, you <laughs> – Yeah, I didn't realize that you were in the actual um, studio for recording.
1: Oh, so you had set up the link. Okay, guys, so the, let me take a step back. Jordan and <laughs> I meet up on Discord. And we chit chat, pleasantries. Jordan compliments me because he knows that my ego needs it a lot. Before we start, then we go over to cast. We
0: forgot one part. You always tell me some kind of bathroom story.
1: And- <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and fumble mitts. If you are listening, it was your bathroom story that was told. But I've sworn to secrecy. Not even Patreon's going to hear this bathroom story unless I specifically get fumble mitts' handwritten approval that I can tell the story. It's a it's a bathroom story. And if, I don't know if he's watching yet or not, um, but if I can tell that story, let me know. Cause I will. But yes, we do like passing around bathroom jokes. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, then we go over to a, a second format, which is cast and that's where we record, but Jordan set it up. never gave me the link and we started recording, which I should have known because I, I missed the process. So we did this whole <laughs> 20 minute intro of just Jordan talking to himself. about freddy king
0: was mostly just me listening to you talk but
1: (laughs) (laughs) well we don't want to break up a good thing
0: (laughs) yeah yeah so (laughs) yeah then we couldn't get freddy
1: on and now it's like marathon so now
0: we're an hour and 50 minutes late for a normal podcast time yeah but uh we're here we made it um but it's kind of do we i mean we already talked about all this stuff do we you know I don't even remember what we need to talk about from that intro um but i do i do know one part i want to say um i already told you all about it sent you the picture but i got a new duck truck for all the traveling and stuff got a reliable re- reliable vehicle and something i can put the gunner kennel in. chief won't be you know coming in from the swamp inside my vehicle anymore so
1: <laughs> that will make a huge difference in your life i know when i made that transition um, I had, I don't even remember what I had as some kind of stupid vehicle, not near as cool as your, as your Jeep, but <laughs> it's like all the filth and junk from, from waterfowl hunting gets confined in that. And then by the end of the year, it's like, you got plants growing in the backseat and because of all the mm-hmm. dampness and you yeah. have to have a truck. So that's a big move in your life for sure.
0: Yeah. no, I'm I'm super pumped about it. And two, kind of the reliability factor. I told you previously breaking down an hour away from home. Um, and I don't want that happening on any of these collabs or any cool hunting trips I got planned um, just because I don't want to miss out on this or I don't want to get, you know, stranded in Omaha, Nebraska out in the middle of nowhere or anything. Um, you know, I have to be calling Matt to come pick me up or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Did you keep the Jeep or did you sell it? No, I actually traded it in. Oh, yeah.
1: yeah. It was pretty cool.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah. But it was... Uh, much more cool to get the money for it to put towards the vehicle
1: (laughs) yeah well your this truck is a lot cooler that's that's pretty much exactly what i want except i'm 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 gonna get a a longer bed than that is the only thing because i this one i have now is five or six foot bed and and it's fine i've done everything i've needed with it but some of our trips i'm like the kayak hauler so i've had three ascends in there plus all of our camping equipment and i mean if you get a six foot bed with Three kayaks, tents, sleeping bags, coolers. That's kind of maxed out.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, so, for
1: sure, I, I agree. And so I want to get. I'm hoping to get a little bigger. I'm hoping by the end of the season I can get a new truck because the one I bought is just. Uh, the good. The good thing about it was I paid cash for it and it was only three thousand nine hundred. The bad that's part that. about it is that two hundred fifty thousand miles and has since <laughs> cost me. I've got about. Well, I mean, I've got about seven thousand eight thousand dollars in it at this point so it's still i don't have any monthly payments that was my goal i don't want monthly payments so but it has been a, been a bit of been a bit of a pain as far as it yeah. just got out of the shop again actually
0: yeah no, I, I hate vehicles that nickel and dime you, and that's pretty much what i've had my whole life <laughs> so i'm yeah. hoping this one won't be as bad
1: yeah, I'm hoping I can turn the truck I which is a Ford F-150, into my boy's vehicle, and they can share it. That's my hope, is I can upgrade and then pass that one down to them since it's paid off. Um, then we can just – that. that's that's what I'd like to do, but we'll see.
0: Awesome. All right. Well, little shortened, abbreviate intro, but you want to go ahead and jump into the main topic or –
1: yeah, let's do that. But before we do, I want to remind you guys, if you have not started listening to the MVM show, which is Titus from Mid-Valley Mercenaries, he is a member of the Flyways Collective, which is uh, myself, Freelance Duck Hunting, Jordan at Duck Hunt Chronicles, uh, Mid-Valley Mercenaries, which is Titus, High Prairie Sportsman, um, which is Matt, and Virginia Outdoors Unlimited. We've joined this little collaborative uh, called the Flyways Collective. Um, if you have not listened to, to um titus's podcast make sure you check that out and please come and join us over at facebook the group is growing like crazy and there's so much conversation going on over there that's fellowship of the duck guns
0: awesome and just kind of on that same line um you know we actually created it we didn't join it elliot
1: (laughs) well you created it i joined it (laughs) we all
0: we all created it together it was a team effort coming together so something we're actually really excited about and we got awesome collab coming November 1st, you guys probably saw all all of our videos up on YouTube announcing that so um, we got one early in November out there gonna be doing a collab with the Flyways Collective, all those guys also um, reviews make sure you guys hit up the five star review we're getting a ton of them flooding in here we still um, got a bunch of those uh, barrel stickers we want to get them out to you guys um, to give you kind of our thanks for for giving us the review Um, so the way you do that Review, iTunes, five-star. Send an image over to me of the review at duckgunchronicles at gmail.com. And just tell me your address and what color you want, and I'll get it sent your way. So now a quick word from our partners, and we'll jump right into the podcast. Gunner's American-made dog boxes come with a lifetime warranty and the market's only CPS crash test certification. The guys over at Gunner Kennels have conducted major stress tests to show just how strong they really are, like applying 4,000 pounds of force, dropping a 630-pound hammer from 8 feet, and shooting it with a 12-gauge shotgun at 7 paces with no bullet penetration. Engineered for your dog and built for your peace of mind, Gunner doesn't cut any corners. Nothing comes close to the G1. Go to GunnerKennels.com and use code DUCKGUN10 at checkout for 10% off your next purchase. alrighty we're back Elliot, and the topic for tonight is till season preparation and so let's go ahead and jump right into it so I guess first thing let's talk about um, what kind of what dates are your uh, till season
1: well I am I, in Kansas here till season opens up September 14th and runs three weekends in a row right across I, I live smack up against the border I mean where I work I can actually see the Missouri river, which is, is the border. So I've got a friend who, um, teal hunts on the Missouri side and that opens up the 7th of September. So I'm hoping I can get out with him on the 7th so I can get in four weekends of teal season instead of three.
0: Awesome. And I'm, I'm kind of similar. I'm not as close, but I'm less than 30 minutes from Michigan. Um, so September 1st, we got early goose, um so i'll get the first weekend then that same weekend the seventh you got pretty much all the way through september um i'll be hunting but early till the first till hunt that i plan to get on actually um i could up in michigan if we get one while we're goose hunting but besides that um the first one i'll get on is when we're going um, september 14th that weekend
1: i normally get in between four and five um, teal hunts during a teal season but this year if things go well i could get in six because um, two of the weekends i hunt saturday and sunday and then two of the weekends i would just hunt on saturday um, so which that would be two four six so normally it's five because i only have the three weekends so five or six i'll be if I, i'll be happy
0: you definitely have enough gray in your beard and teal mm-hmm. hunts under your belt to be considered a the expert kind of in this area well, I don't, I don't know
1: about that. We we certainly have been doing
0: it for a long time,
1: and I don't know if I'd consider myself an expert, but we certainly do have a lot of experience.
0: Man, that's not what you're telling me. Before we went live, you you know, pounding your chest and <laughs> lies, <laughs> liar. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right, so let's just jump to the next topic. Here we got, and guys, we actually did kind of a a, a series on this last year, so it's kind of a little bit updated. We're always changing and. Our opinions on it as we kind of grow and learn more, um, but you know, kind of a new thing. We got a new a lot of new viewers or not a, a lot of new listeners. So I'm sure this is kind of a great one to revisit. And we're both pumped to get get into teal season. So, um, yeah, you want to go ahead and, and take it away on the first topic?
1: Yeah. So we are talking about teal calls, and I guess. Um, you know, I don't know when they started making teal calls. I know I did not use one. I'm trying to think when I started, it would have been five, six years ago. Um, I think, but I'm, I'm bought and sold on the actual teal call. Now I know a lot of people won't, some people will just take a regular mallard call and try to make it sound like a teal. But from my experience, Anyone outside, um, someone named Bobby Hayes, is going to struggle to make a, a mallard call sound at like a teal call. Now, I just put a link. I put a link here on the live stream. And those of you that are listening, if you want to join us on the live stream, it's normally six o'clock central on Saturday, on Saturdays, on Wednesdays. You can get on YouTube to Jordan's Duck and Chronicle, and you can actually um, interact with us and talk. So I just put a link up here for people to go and and listen to what an actual blue wing teal sounds like and if you can make that sound um with your mallard call to sound exactly like that i'd like to hear it because i know some people can i know bobby does a pretty good one but i i would assume and i'm just guessing here that the majority of the people that try to make that call with an actual mallard call don't sound as much as much like a teal as using an actual teal call
0: yep no I kind of agree I've done both and like I'm honestly it, it takes a lot of work for me to kind of get in the right zone where I can do it with uh, the mallard call and it's kind of like it kind of reminds me of when I first started goose calling and every time you go to blow it, blow it you're kind of scared that it's going to come out sounding terrible um, and you're mm-hmm. just going to scare the geese away so that's kind of what, what it feels like to me trying to do it with just a mallard call and like you said there are some people who can do it Um but for me, it's just, man, like you can go on Amazon, you can buy one for $11 and put it on your lanyard. And if you don't want it the rest of the season, you just take it off. But it's literally $11 to have a perfect teal call that you use the same exact way you use a Mallard Hint call. So for me, it just makes sense. I'm I'm just going to use the teal call every time.
1: Yeah, me too. And I, I wish Fumbles was uh, on this uh, live so he could, help me out with some of the dates. Cause I know for a long time, we just used mallard decoys and mallard calls, not like a mallard call sounding like a teal, but just a mouth. We just blew at them just like a mallard. And, um, never would I see, you know, when you're calling a big duck and if things go right, I always call it, you got them on a rope where you hit that call and they like break their back to turn around. I mean, as soon as you hit that call, you get an immediate reaction where they set their wings and, and do a full, um, 360 circle down into the decoys. I never ever had that happen when I was using a mallard call. And I put out a video, I think, I don't think it was last year, I think it was the year before, uh, and called Do Teal Calls Actually Work? And I've got three or four video clips where I hit that teal call and immediately when I hit the call, they react and 360 right down into the, the decoys. So I know for myself, I am completely sold on. Um, on the teal call. And I've said that to people and I've had them say before, like, well, they're just coming into the spinner. But if you, if you, and the spinners are unbelievably um, successful with teal too, and we can talk about that, but if you watch these video clips, um, and, and you see me hit that call, it's not the spinner. These birds are going by, you hit the teal call and bam, they're killing themselves to get down in the decoys. So, and, and I, I just, I would not go without a teal call for sure.
0: Yep, and kind of the last thing on that is the whistle, and, um, you know, I got this cool little custom whistle I got from uh, Pull Custom Pattern Calls, I believe is what it is, Um, and also I got the the 4-in-1 Primos one, one. but, you know, something like that you can use real well for teal, it's it's super easy, especially if you're, you know, you got some youngsters with you that don't know how to quack, Um, (laughs) you know, give them a whistle. Um, sounds super easy to make that, the sound for that. So have you uh, have you used the teal whistle much or do you just stick with the the call?
1: I stick with the call. I just don't have enough faith in it. That's true with like a Mallard Drake call as well. I've got those things. And the only time I ever try to use them, if, I, if, if I'm kind of feeling like the birds are maybe call shy, but normally um, in my group, I'm the main caller. Aiden calls a little bit. And I just don't have the confidence in those whistles and even like i said mallard drake call to use them a lot because you know i mean you you i just i don't feel the confidence and maybe maybe that's um the wrong opinion on my part Uh, but i think that the way i would like to use them is like you said um if you've got three or four guys calling then you know you've got one or two guys on kind of those off calls but if it's just me and maybe one other call one other person calling i just i have them on my lanyard i just don't use them i'll use the pintail i'll use the pintail if i see them for sure but
0: other than that yeah no i mean i I like using the whistle but it's it's something i think i need some more kind of time with to get that that big confidence like you're saying to say one works kind of better than the other um one is more necessary to have than you know i guess the whistle if it's necessary beyond just having the call
1: yeah I'd say probably so, probably not as long as you're you know with with the teal call you've got to educate yourself on how to use it it's not the same cadence as a as a mallard call and I've I've certainly heard people blowing a teal call and trying to blow it with a mallard cadence um, it's <laughs> it's just not the same cadence if you go to the link I put out which is um, Cornell Lab uh, they call it uh decrishin <laughs> I don't know how to say this word a crescendo call um, crescendo it's I, I, no that's not the word d-e-c-r-e-s-c-e-n-d-o gotcha. crescendo anyway um, that it's a different cadence than a mallard call so if you just go on youtube i know duck commander has several um tutorials on the duck call on the teal call um and if i, I like i like just listening to the natural ones too and just hearing the natural um, and I know like with the teal call, I, I certainly got my cadence just from listening to teal and anytime I'm out there in the dark, if I can heal hear those blue wings doing that call, I pull up my call and try to just mimic them right afterwards. And, and that's where I want to get my cadence from is right from the field, but it's a different cadence than the hen call hen mallard call.
0: All right. Um, next topic we got here, um, we, let's go over kind of motion decoys motion, um, in the set for, um, teal hunting. So, um, go ahead, take it away on that.
1: Well, teal love, teal love spinners. There's no doubt. In fact, I'm going to be putting out a video. I was watching an old hunt, uh, an old hunt from last year. And it was the big duck opener last year. And I've got some footage where Aiden and my dad and I were hunting and we were not getting ducks to come into the decoys. We got a couple teal but we weren't getting ducks to come in. But I, I've had the GoPro set up. And even though the ducks were not coming in, there's like three or four times where there's a, a, a teal coming towards the set. They The teal see the spinner and they just dive bomb right at the spinner. And then right when they get to it, they flare off and go somewhere else. But when I watched that video, I was like, oh, my gosh, it made it so obvious because they didn't even want to sit in this place. And, and they weren't. We actually ended up having to move somewhere else because they they weren't coming in and landing but when they saw that spinner just seeing how they were reacting to it like i said i'm going to do a whole video on this just so i can show this footage it really just um, struck home to me is like yeah teal love spinners but you you don't need a ton um you don't need a ton we just use one and some people use doves i don't particularly care to do that but Um, I I know some people do use Dove spinners, but I've got a little teal spinner. Even just a a Mallard spinner is fine too.
0: Yeah, I've I've used Dove mojos plenty of times, and they seem to do fine. And usually the only reason I do that is because, um, like, my other spinners are broke or the batteries aren't working or, you know, I busted a wing. But I've had no trouble having Dove mojos in the set for any type of duck, honestly.
1: (laughs) Yeah, well, here's the reason why that I, I don't um, like Dove spinners. Number one, most of them, not all of them, have white on both sides. So it looks different than than your regular duck spinner. And if you look at it, its wings spin faster. Now, does that actually matter? I'm not sure if that actually matters, but I know for a fact that it spins faster. Um, and I saw- not if your
0: batteries are dead. Well,
1: that's not gonna spin at all. <laughs>
0: Well, if they're almost dead, they spin slower. Yeah, there you go. If
1: you go with dead batteries, that's a good tactic. Uh, (laughs) But also, twice when Aiden was out hunting, a hawk swooped at um, his dove dove spinner. Now, this is so little data, and I'm always talking about you need a a certain amount of data in order to form an opinion. So I'm going to go against my rule on that. I've, and I'm sure that if I put this out, people are going to say this has happened to them with regular duck spinners and maybe it has, but it's, I've never, I personally have never seen a hawk swoop on a duck spinner. And so, but I've seen it in the short amount of times that I've seen a dove spinner out there. It's happened twice. So in my mind, I'm thinking, okay, what am I learning here? I'm going to do, does it, if a hawk is a hawk telling the difference between a dove and and is that is that why he's swooping at it when he never did at the other spinners? And so, if that's the case, does it look different to a does it look non-natural to a teal as well? My guess is I'm probably way overthinking it, and dove spinners probably work every bit as good as a teal spinner or a duck spinner. But that's what my the emotional side of me is saying.
0: So. I- the other thing you said they're they'll they all have white on both sides, but I have two and they both are um, um, got gray on one side and white on the other.
1: Okay. Well, my my and my experience with them is so limited that I probably shouldn't even be commenting on it, honestly. Because I, <laughs> I I've seen a dove spinner used like three times and in my mind it was white on both sides. But Aiden's probably listening to this, going, "Shut up, you idiot! There, it's not it's not true. There's gray on the other side." But uh, that was in that was what I saw in my mind. But like I said. Th- they probably work just, just as well. was just
0: spinning so fast, all he saw was white.
1: Maybe so. <laughs> they probably work just as well. I just, I've got it stuck in my mind, I don't like them.
0: <laughs> yeah. You're just kind of snobby about your uh, mojos, apparently.
1: <laughs> I don't want a dove out there. I don't like doves. I call them rats with wings. And I don't want them out there pulling in ducks. Man, rats you're with not going
0: to be making any friends calling doves rats with wings. <laughs> There's a I lot want. of people who love mojo or love, uh, love mojos. Well, love dove hunting.
1: <laughs> Have you ever had one in your hands? Yeah. Or rats with wings. <laughs> are they a little bit, aren't know. they, are they, are they not just a little bit scummy?
0: I don't think so. No. Okay.
1: When you're holding a teal in your hand, think of having a teal in one hand and a dove in the other.
0: Oh, I know which one I'd rather have, but I don't think one anything.
1: is like classy, <laughs> clean, and this other thing is floppy and like feathers falling all out of it with its dumb little beak. <laughs> They're like little rats with wings. They're delicious rats with wings,
0: but they are right, and the next subject. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, There's so, gotta be someone
1: out there that agrees with me.
0: Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Probably somewhere, but uh kind of moving to the next thing um do you use do you ever try using a jerk rig or is you, are you just so dead set on using the the mojo um, yeah. um, that you don't really need any motion besides that?
1: yeah, I've never set out a jerk rig for teal and we don't even hardly get hidden for him either
0: yeah, that's what's
1: so nice about teal season you don't have to worry I mean we don't put zero effort into the hide, but it's it's like one tenth of what it is for big duck season. Yeah. I mean well, they... the
0: other thing too is your hunts usually end like first shooting light. It's kind of same thing for me with wood ducks. It's just so dark usually during the hunt. You know, if you're hunting in daylight though, it seems like you need better hide than you do like first light.
1: Yeah, maybe. I don't know. My my experience with teal is that if you're in the right spot and you've got the spinner going and you're calling you i mean the hide that you need is minimal i know uh, one of the videos from last year where the boys were with me i mean we were basically just sitting totally exposed and that hunt didn't end until 10 and we mm. were we were totally exposed we were kind of sitting with our back against a fence post but we basically had no cover we were right on top of the decoys four of us and we just didn't have any problems i don't ever remember saying i need to be more hidden with with teal and 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 Of course, we're hunting a place that has a lot of them and these birds have never been shot at They're, you know, by the third weekend, maybe a little more, but I mean, even like deep into October when we're shooting blue wings, um, it's just, they, they just are not wary like other, like other ducks are.
0: Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree to that
1: hey, did you see Peter on the uh, chat board? He says, yeah, my ex-wife called doves rats with wings, and she was pissed he was going duff hunting. So one wife agrees with me.
0: There you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, moving on to decoys. Um, I already know your opinion on this, and no one's ever called you strongly opinionated probably, but <laughs> go, go ahead and uh, let's dive into that one.
1: I just want to match whatever species I'm hunting. I just want it to be as authentic and real as what's out there. So I want to use teal decoys and I don't want teal decoys with the white stripe on their face. Although we have used those most of the time, but this year we're going with the greenhead gear, just all hen pack um, because they don't have their colors. So I, I just much prefer, I want teal decoys if I'm teal hunting and I don't want any, if there's no mallards around, I just don't want any mallards in the, in the set
0: gotcha yeah and i've used i know you can you can do it if you're kind of unlimited on a budget you can use just 10 decoys because i've done it in the past um you know it works i'm sure that just having the teal probably works better um but if you have no budget to work with to get more decoys you know that way your ex-wife doesn't get mad at you or anything um then you know going with the hen decoys is going to be okay. It's not, I don't think it's the end of the world.
1: No, it's not here. Here's what I know for absolute certainty. When we went the first 15, 18 years of our hunting, we used mallard decoys, mallard calls, and no spinner and blue wing teal season was past shooting. Now that we use teal decoys, teal calls and a spinner, we shoot him decoying almost every single time at point blank range. Now, some people are going to say, well, that's just the spinner. And I, I am the spinner may be the biggest factor out of all those. It probably is. But I know that we made the switch to those things. And our, and teal season has completely changed from pass shooting to decoy shooting. So I'm stuck in my ways. And that's what has worked for us. And I don't see any reason to to change anything. But it's my guessing it's probably the spinner. Is the main factor in that, but I certainly like to have it the way we have it with with the calls and the decoys as well. But you're probably right; H- hen decoys are probably fine.
0: Yep, yeah. yeah. So, um, I guess that probably covers the decoys. Um, I guess what kind of what kind of set size do you like to run?
1: I like four dozen. I like about four dozen. I want.
0: I want. Any, any I don't, reason not to go bigger?
1: Well I, well, I don't typically have more than that, more than four dozen teal decoy. Um, if we do, then we might stick in some, some widget or some gadwall decoys or something like that. But um, I know this year I'm going to have four dozen and that's what I'll use. We probably sometimes used five or six dozen last year. I just don't, I don't know that you need that many. Um, I can't remember how many dozen we were using last year, but four dozen is quite a bit. You know, I mean, that's, that's a pretty yeah. good, pretty good teal set so i feel comfortable with that number and some people just like a one or two dozen but i, I always go for big spreads over small and it depends on the hole too if you if we have a tiny little hole in the cattails then it's going to be hard to even get four dozen out like i doubt we used that first hunt last year with ben from foul front i doubt we used four dozen the hole was so small we probably only used two dozen
0: mm-hmm. gotcha Alrighty, Um, next subject we'll kind of want to touch on is um, ammunition, and I'll kind of lead on this one. So, in the past, so I would say the best uh, size to go for teal is right around number sixes, depending on what kind of ammo you're using. But, um, number sixes in the past, um, you know, I've gone as as big as number twos, which is a big mistake. you know, went with a uh, number twos for everything strategy. And I had a couple teal hunts in in the early season. Well, number twos until just, it's just your pattern isn't dense enough. Um, so definitely go with something a lot bigger than that. Um, and, uh, what are your, what are your kind of thoughts on that, Elliot?
1: Uh, we went, um, we went from fours to sixes last year and I love the sixes and I'm super excited, um, to be going to the sevens. You were talking about shot, right? I was daydreaming looking at talking a <laughs> golden boy on the chat screen. <laughs> yeah. You were talking about yeah, no, shot size, right?
0: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, number sevens, we're, we're both going to be shooting boss this year. So number seven in boss, um, using the bismuth, copper coated bismuth, you can definitely go a smaller size. Cause if not two, because you're going to have higher density. So you get higher density pattern when you have smaller BBs. Um, so that's kind of a, a good way to look at it on that. So, um, I think we're both going to be jumping up to sevens, if not just sticking at the sixes um, for teal. So yeah,
1: yeah. Why well, you? Like I said, I used six steel last year. So I mean, if I could go to eights bismuth, I would. The, I was, they don't
0: have eights, yeah. Yeah,
1: but I would if if we could. I mean, that's what we always shot quail with was eights and um, in lead. So if uh, I mean we had the phenomenal year, didn't lose a single bird, didn't hardly have any cripples last year with six steel. So. <laughs> I mean, seven, I'm pumped. I'm thrilled that we're going to sevens. And another thing I'll yeah. say that is that, you know, we're going to two and three fourth inch in shells um, as well, which I know some people um, when they hear that they have a negative perception of it. And I think that maybe some reeducation needs to happen because um, two and three fourths inch shells, or, I mean, we've used those. I only switched to threes in the last five years or so. and, and Boss is putting basically the same payload in that two and three fourths inch shell as a three inch. So, um, yeah, there's with no the
0: different size and, and speed or anything like that. So, it's just, um, I guess, a, a little bit less, you know, as far as the BBs go, but they, they can pack more in there with business being up, bismuth being able to compress than steel. So, it's kind of just save your, yourself some money going to the two and three quarter opposed to the three, you mm-hmm. know. And that'll make a big difference in a case when you're looking at the three inch size versus two and three quarter.
1: Yeah, so do, do not be afraid to go to that two and three quarter because, well, like I said, fumbles was reloading, and uh, and even before that, from Federal, we shot two and three four steel for years and years and years, and no issue with it at all. And with bismuth, it's just going to be that much better.
0: Yep, sure. I'm I'm, I'm super pumped to see that. Um, <laughs> kind of throughout the season, you know. How, how it all goes. Um, definitely excited for that. Um, next topic here, we're going to talk about chokes. And I think I can speak for Elliot. Um, he's kind of gone ahead and made the decision this year to, to switch to full choke on, on teal.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> extra long. <laughs> extended, extended full choke on
0: teal is what I'm going to use. Ex- extra extended full long <laughs> um, for, you know, those weary teal... <laughs> That, that's your plan, right?
1: Yeah, and I'm going to get a barrel sticker that says, uh, oh my <laughs> gosh, I had it right in my head. Spray and pray? <laughs> oh, it was something better I had in my <laughs> it, <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, what? it's something like if you can't decoy him, then spray them or something. <laughs> if you can't <laughs> slay him, then spray them. Extra extended yeah. long joke.
0: Yeah. So if you haven't picked up on it, that's a joke. So yes. Elliot will, will probably be doing... Maybe he'll just take his choke out altogether and just shoot it like that. <laughs> hey,
1: uh, don't kid yourself. My dad was using a skeet choke for quite a while. Yeah, that's. And then he went cylinder. To right?
0: uh, what's that? Is it is that the same as cylinder?
1: Mm, I'm not positive. If anyone knows, help us out. I think that it's. I don't think it's the same
0: as cylinder. But so it's pretty much just enough metal to cover up the threads. Yeah. Yeah.
1: He used that for quite a while. He, now I'm pretty sure he did. He's using improved now. And I've used improved one year during teal season and loved it. Um, with these sevens bismuth, I'm a little bit tempted to go to, uh, to, uh, improved cylinder, but, um, I just need to pattern it and I'm not going to have them soon enough to pattern it. Cause I know with these heavier metals, sometimes they don't pattern the same as, um, the lighter metals. And sometimes, you know, like with just a regular business, they'll say, use a hole hey, instead of modified.
0: If I get there in time, which I think I will, we can probably pattern them that day before.
1: Okay. Well, all we'll need is just remind me and I'll bring the paper for it because we can do it right down to my uncle's with no problem at all.
0: Awesome. We just need
1: the no, paper. That'll work good. Yeah. Cause no. I, yeah, because I'm getting there early. So I would, I would like to do that I would, and we could get an extra video on that. I would certainly like to do that.
0: Awesome. Because no, if I could get away with it.
1: using improved, I would. I want as open as possible. I just... Do not buy in to this new running theme that more and more people are saying that full chokes are better in close because I either want to kill them or miss them. I'm not, I've lost, I lost one or two birds the entire year last year. I I just don't buy in. People are hearing other people say it. And this, this opinion is spreading like crazy that full choke is better in close. Um, And I'm not, I have never um, patterned bismuth so i'm speaking to steel right now because i haven't patterned bismuth um, but as far as steel goes i just do not buy that full choke is better in close because you're either gonna kill him or miss them when i'm using a modified and i'm losing i can't i think i lost two oh yeah i lost one goose and one teal last year at on the whole season using my modified shooting them in close i just i do not agree with that that um, motto that more and more people are saying
0: you know, all we need is just a, a little column on FDH stats that says choke. <laughs> I know. It's coming.
1: It's coming. Yep. Freelance hunt stats. Um, Jordan's calling for it. I want spinners and
0: I want chokes. What was oh, the other one? There was another one. Well, um, I, would, oh, I want leaderboards. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. I know. I know you do. Leaderboards and then gun so I can track which gun I'm, I suck with the most. Yeah.
1: The gun, yeah, I know. It's just a matter of what I can get added to. So you know. But speaking of that, if you guys have ever wanted to keep track of your hunting information, you get done with a hunt and you want to record the date, the weather, um, any notes about anything that interesting that happened, um, the temperature, how many birds you shot, where you were when you shot the birds. If you've ever wanted to record that kind of information, freelance hunt stats is the perfect place. I believe it's the best place online to do it. I've searched and for that type of a method, there's very little out there as far as hunt journals go um, that are of any quality. There are a few other, but they're very, very lacking compared to what freelance Hunt stats offer. So head on over there, freelance dot and set yourself up an account and get logging. Cause it adds, I'm glad I got you into it. You were really diligent about it last year. I was glad about that.
0: <laughs> yeah, me too.
1: Cause it does take some so. discipline. It does it takes some discipline to, yeah. To and
0: I slacked on the weather sometimes, but I always got my numbers in there. That's the, that was the main thing for me. I really wanted to see kind of, mm-hmm. you know, where I was shooting them at. And I really wish I would have remembered the weather, but you know, you know how it gets for us when we have a super busy schedule. Sure. So, you know, well,
1: the whole thing takes a, I mean, really, if you're skipping the weather, you're skipping literally about 20 seconds worth of clicking. Not even that. I mean, you can click well, the weather in 10 seconds.
0: Yeah, the only problem is if you do it like two days later, and you're yeah. like, I don't remember what the weather was.
1: Well, I need to have set up an automatic weather posting in there, you know, to That'd where it
0: just—it's awesome. just a matter
1: of paying the money to to have that done. But one thing I, I get this complaint from people: it's like, well, you know, I don't really want to keep track how many shells I shoot. Or I, I mean, the way the system is set up, you only have to log what you want to log. You, if yep. you never want to keep how many shells you shoot, you don't have to. There's nothing in there that's mandatory. And then when it kicks out all your numbers it just ignores what you haven't posted and it, it's set in a way that it will not throw off your numbers. Like if I go five hunts and I don't keep track of how many shells I shot. And then the next five I do, it still gives you an accurate reading, which, which I mean, so you can, you can add what you, you can include what you want and what you don't want. Uh, so don't, don't let that deter you. If you hear things that you don't want to keep.
0: Yeah, definitely agree on that. So anything else you kind of want to throw in here before we wrap this one up
1: i don't think so but other than the fact that it's getting really really close and i don't know if you can i can start feeling it like it's close it's gonna happen fast (laughs) and it's man it's been a long wait and we've filled in our time by talking ducks but it's almost here
0: you got t-minus 31 days for you no no minus a week so t-minus uh you know, mass right there, 24 days mm-hmm. um, for you. And then for me, um, T-minus 18 days till I'm out in some early season goose and dove and all that kind of fun stuff. So it's here. It's really going to be here by the time the podcast comes out a few days later. So we're talking like a couple weeks and we'll be into it. And man, that's when it all gets fun. Um, we don't have to just talk about strategies. We can implement them. We can be out there. Every morning, scouting, hunting, <laughs> filming, putting up the content. So definitely excited. Um, really, really pumped to get into season again. It's been man, this off season has been dragging on. I mean, it's also flying by the, flown by at the same time, but whew, I'm ready to get out there.
1: Well and all and all the super fun trips we have just makes it that much. I mean, like the first Kansas teal weekend, it's you and all and Ben from Fowlfront and our wives. We're renting out this amazing hunt lodge that my uncle built and i mean we're making a weekend of it and that man what a way to kick it off that it overlooks this refuge oh my gosh it's going to be more fun than because we normally can't but this is going to be like luxury
0: awesome i can't yeah. wait i can't wait either so All right, well, I think this one wraps it up. Got to give a big shout-out to all of our listeners, you guys sticking with us episode after episode, and you know telling all your buddies to come listen to the podcast is growing like crazy. You couldn't do it without this awesome community showing up all the time. So we appreciate you guys, Um, and that's all we got for this week. I'm Jordan from Duck Gun Chronicles, Elliot from Freelance Duck Hunting, and we'll see you guys on the next one.